Hello, and welcome to the Your Personal Journey with Food podcast, hosted by Tracy Cromwell, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach, pro coach, National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer and weight loss expert and international best-selling author. I am a recovered pre-diabetic, recovered yo-yo dieter, and recovered body loather. On my podcast, I will be discussing all areas of life that impact your health. That's home environment, physical activity, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and yes, home cooking. I will also be bringing you experts from each of these areas of your life to help you create the ideal, healthy, and supportive relationship, not only with your food, but with yourself and therefore with your life. I appreciate you being here. Now let's get started. All right, everybody. Hello, everyone. It's Tracy Cromwell, and it is Tuesday night. It's Tough Love Tuesday. I don't know if we'll be doing much tough love tonight, but I think we'll be giving lots of musical love tonight. And um, so I'm Tracy Cromwell. I'm a certified integrative nutrition health coach and trainer. And what does that mean? That means that when I work with my clients, we look at all aspects of life. And that would be in home environment, home cooking, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and of course, cooking, and of course, many other aspects that pertain to our lives. And so tonight, I am very excited. I have a very special guest with me, Jeremy. Jeremy is here with me today. And, and Jeremy, um, I know you because you are the director of our choir, Choir of the Sound. So yes. And um, so Jeremy has been the artistic director of the Choir of the Sound since March of 2011. And this is true. He uses a very energetic and unique approach to teaching vocal technique, which is something I've so appreciated um, by being in the choir with you. Um, you've gained recognition for your work with choral ensembles. Um, you're based in Seattle. And you have experience in music and, and um, your, your experience in music is broad, embracing conducting, barber shopping, teaching, singing, and church music. You received your BA in music from uh, Trinity Christian College while pursuing advanced studies in voice pedagogy. Pedagogy. Oh my pedagogy, goodness. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and conducting. Oh, I can't believe that. Okay. So, Jeremy, you reloco- relocated to Seattle for graduate study at the University of Washington. So, you have been here, and I'm so blessed. We're also blessed to have you. And um, everyone, read his the rest of his his bio. Um, you also live here in Seattle with your husband Jeffrey and your rabbit Harvey. So, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tracy. It's so good. To be here. It's so good to to see you and and talk with you and um, just you know bring information and enlightenment yeah. about singing. Yes, yeah. yes, 
Yeah. And uh, there's so many aspects of singing and music in general that is so good for our health. So I really want to, you know, leave the floor open to you to, um, you know, tell all of us and everyone watching. And then also this is recorded live for those that um, are listening on the podcast. We're recording live. So um, also for everyone there when we when we launch the podcast. <laughs> So, Jeremy, what are the health benefits of singing? <laughs> well, first, I just want to say welcome, everyone, uh, no matter what medium or platform you're watching on. I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I hope you you learn something about singing and maybe even about yourself uh, through this. So Tracy and I were talking the other day, and I kind of started to break down the benefits of singing into three different categories. And we We've talked first about the, the physical, the health benefits, the physical health benefits of singing. Uh, the second area would be kind of the mental health benefits of singing. And then something that kind of ties everything together is the, the communal aspect, because the beauty of being in a choir is, is joining your voices with uh, your friends and, and uh, these friends who at one time were strangers, eventually can become family uh, because you're in this in this group together. So with the physical benefits of, of singing, uh, we have evidence, we have studies that have been done that show that singing improves your cardiovascular function and overall health. So your heart rate, it helps actually to regulate your heart rate. It also improves uh, lung function. So if you are someone who struggles with uh, asthma or um, seasonal allergies even, or just any kind of breathing issues, it, it helps with your lung, lung function. And I'm gonna talk a little bit more about heart rate specifically when we get to the communal aspect of singing, because there's something really interesting that I, I think is gonna surprise you. Um, in, in that idea of heart and lungs, Singing truly is a workout. And Tracy, you can attest to this. <laughs> yes, I, I was going to say, you know, um, one thing I've, I've noticed, I've sung pretty much since I was in, in high school. And then I played flute, though, since I was, goodness gracious, fifth grader. And yes, there is a physical workout that happens when when you play an instrument or when you sing. And, and that whole breathing technique and the core and posture and all of that, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> absolutely. And so you touched on the, on the two things, the breathing, because mm -hmm. you do a ton of breathing when you're singing. And if you're, if you're doing it correctly, if you're breathing correctly, if you're engaging with your body correctly connected, like you said, Tracy, to your core and mm -hmm. a lot of uh, teachers and conductors and vocal coaches were talk about specifically about the diaphragm and, and being connected with the diaphragm and having the tone originate from that, that point. But working those core muscles really, really gives you a workout. I was telling some of my singers just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I had to record some, some vocal tracks virtually, of course, because we're not, we're not doing in-person singing right now. But this was way back when we had the snowfall uh, in February. And I found it so beneficial to go shovel like a pat a, a certain you know distance of sidewalk and then go sing, and I my breath support was was just phenomenal. 
right? It, mm-hmm. it just felt like I could I could get these huge, huge uh, sips and breaths of air. And so this this continued kind of conditioning uh, with choir weekly choir rehearsal is so good for your cardiovascular system, your immune mm-hmm. system. Uh, and that's the next one. Singing helps strengthen your immune system because of all the oxygen that you are continuous, continuously introducing into uh, your airways and your bloodstream. It, it really helps your immune system. Uh, a little bit of an unintended uh, side effect, and I think you can attest to this too, Tracy, is that singing with other people in close proximity can be a little bit of a blessing and a curse when it comes to our immune systems. Because if one person (laughs) is sick or getting sick, it's very easily spread, right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's a a cold or whatever, whatever the case might be. But there is, uh, there is also something to the notion that being exposed to other people's, you know, germs and aerosols is, is is actually uh, helping to strengthen and build our immune system at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Singing, uh, continuing along with the physical benefits, singing helps improve our posture. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the the first things that that we talk about at Choir of the Sound on Monday nights when we do warm-ups is our posture and aligning ourselves, uh, trying to get as little tension in the body and the uh, the head and the neck as possible, as little as little resistance and tension as possible, um, and just that idea of being this this tall chamber <laughs> that you're that you can fully breathe into. Because if we think about our lungs as you know our gasoline tanks, if we're a car, we want to we want to be able to allow for the maximum expansion of space for our lungs. So mm-hmm. the the taller, the more upright we can be, and we that that gives us that much more space to breathe into. So, it helps improve our posture. Yeah. Yeah, and what I love about it too is what you think about it too with the breathing part. Um, a lot of what what we work with with um, you know stress relief and things like that is through breathing, breath control, and also how when <clears throat> when you are sitting in specific form, you know, different forms of posture you feel different, um, you know, uh, mentally, I guess I want to say. And so one other aspect as you're bringing, bringing this forward is that as a singer, I find that if I'm not present and my brain's all over here, you know, it, it's difficult to be effective at singing in a way. And so it teaches you to come in and notice your body, notice your posture. And that's one thing you've always worked with us on is where are our shoulders, you know, what now, when, what's our app, what are our abs doing? Where are our feet, you know? And so it really brings you, you know, right where you are at that moment. And yeah. I, I love that about it. So. <clears throat> well, there's, there's a lot to be said for mindfulness and meditation and their connection to the breath. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the more you sing, the more aware you become of, of your own breath, mm-hmm. how you, how you utilize your breath and how easy or maybe laborious it is for you mm-hmm. to breathe. Right. And, mm-hmm. and that can be improved. That can be one of the improved physical functions of singing. And, and I love what you just said there, because I know too, if I haven't been exercising my diaphragm and stuff like that in a while, it's like, 
it can almost be a tight, painful feeling to, mm -hmm. to expand it. And so if we remember it is a muscle, you know, it is something that we can exercise and, and make help, uh, help it become um, stronger or, oh, I don't, you know, however you would say that. Yeah. And then the other concept of it is that the, the more control that we have over our breath and that one, one aspect for me is just controlling our tone, like you said, and not being, oh, you know, like, you know, through the jitters, because singing, I get nervous. <laughs> but when you have control of this muscle, it's pretty exciting. And, and I think about when I go running, it's very similar. I think about how's my breath? Where's my breath going? Yeah. You know, what's the rhythm of my run? You know, and so for those that are athletic, and if you haven't tried singing, you can incorporate that that concept, I guess, you know. It, what it yeah, was. it's almost a natural fit for mm -hmm. for people who are already, you know, training in athletic, like you said. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and the diaphragm is absolutely, it's it's a muscle that you you can work to strengthen uh, mm -hmm. and condition to, to some degree. And, uh, you know, I'll even give my singers very specific targeted exercises to help increase uh, lung capacity and then to also stay engaged with with the core with the diaphragm so just continued benefits yeah i love that too that staying engaged because it's so easy for um for those that sing as as you know you know you show us like it's easy to stay engaged when you're climbing the scale <laughs> when you're going up in pitch but going down in pitch that's you've got to really focus and, and yeah. work on that and, so. and also, I would say, kind of, if you think about when we think of singing, we often think that you know our tone is is focused here because it it's it's very clear, it's very obvious that the tone is being produced at this point. But in reality, the tone is originating from all the way mm -hmm. down in in the core, where where mm -hmm. you are concentrating on that on that diaphragm. And th so this goes back to what I was talking about and letting go of tension and letting go of, mm -hmm. of tightness, right? Mm -hmm. Because when things are tight here, then we tend to focus our sound here and mm -hmm. it, it wears on our, on our vocal folds and it, right. and it can actually cause damage. Yeah. And for those on the podcast, he's pointing to his throat. I just realized I probably should say that. Yeah. So he's, he's focusing on his throat and how is this is in singing we can, stress that that area mm -hmm. yeah and so speaking th the last two things i want to mention about the physical health benefits right along with with breathing the throat the nasal cavity singing can actually help uh if you have trouble sleeping if you mm -hmm. have a, a sleep disorder or even even snoring singing can help mm -hmm. with snoring uh, mm -hmm. because it can it can teach you how to uh how to lay and how to breathe properly, mm -hmm. right? I and, love that. I had not heard that one. I love well, that. Well, and here's one of the best ones. Okay, so this was a, a 2008 <clears throat> uh, joint study by Harvard and Yale that found that people participating in a choir in a Connecticut town could actually increase their life expectancy through singing. Mm -hmm. And the physical benefits 
are only a piece of that, right? We have these physical benefits. People have reported almost immediate uh, relief from some chronic conditions that they have been experiencing. Then we get into the mental benefits, right? Mm-hmm. And you, you've already touched on this. Singing reduces our stress levels. It is a natural antidepressant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't even limit it to singing. I would say music in general. Mm-hmm. But singing is set apart because it is our own instrument. It is our own personal mm-hmm. instrument that goes with us everywhere. Right. And what would you say? Because I, I hear negative Nelly in here in my head. For the sing, the person that says, but I don't sing well, nobody's going to want to hear me sing. But, you know, it doesn't matter. I guess I want to say, let that voice out, right? It doesn't yeah. matter. You know, what would you say to someone that maybe is afraid because they, they're worried about what they sound like? Um, how would you help them, you know, just try it and go for it? I, I would say uh, that I hear this all too often. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it, in some ways, it makes me it makes me a little sad as mm-hmm. as a, a choir director and as a musician, uh, and as a singer myself, because trust me, mm-hmm. I have plenty of days where I wouldn't want anyone else to hear my voice. <laughs> I think we all do, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the pandemic has actually made this. Uh, kind of it's it's brought it to the front of our minds for a lot of singers because we're doing all of these virtual recordings right mm-hmm. we don't have that opportunity to sing as one piece of this puzzle which is a choir instead mm-hmm. we sing we record ourselves we listen to it we listen to it again if we dare yeah. and right and people people get sick of listening to their own voice and some people mm-hmm. say I don't like my voice, right? Yeah, yeah. And and I would say you're missing the point of choral singing. Right? This this is not about being a solo artist. This is not about being a a, a rock star. Choral singing is is different from all of that because and I'm going to go to to choir of the sounds mission statement here. I didn't mean to make a uh, a shameless plug for the choir. Go for it. <laughs> but the, the mission of Choir of the Sound is blending many talents to make a more perfect whole. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I can't think of anything that more perfectly encapsulates singing in a choir. Mm-hmm. Because on any given day, in any given location, anyone has a number of reasons to show up in a certain mind frame that affects your voice. And I, I, I tell my singers this, there are so many things that can impact your voice, your lack of focus, um, the, whatever is happening outside of the walls of where we're rehearsing, you know, a family situation, a health situation, so many things. But once you start singing with a choir and realize how you are contributing to this team, it really is teamwork. It is, it is a thing of beauty that is is so hard to duplicate anywhere it's incredible and 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 knowing you know having been in your choir with you and all of that and just seeing how how different everyone's voices and then when you put it all together it is incredible how all these different sounds 
come together and make this incredible, you know, music. And so, yeah. So if, if you're someone that you want to sing and that you're afraid, you know, just go for it, you know, and, and let it out because everybody, I think everybody, when they sing, we all, we all have a little bit of that. Oh, you know, I missed that note or it wasn't perfect. Um, I guarantee you every, singer that's even a multimillionaire top pop singer has bad days too you know what i'm saying and they started <laughs> somewhere and so if we can release that that bondage i guess from our voice and just and just you know try i think uh you know you really like it. it it's just it's just such a um a great experience i guess i want to say so. yeah it, it really is. And I, I'm glad you said, I, I like that, that uh, get rid of that bondage to our, mm -hmm. our voice. Mm -hmm. um, and I think for a number of people that goes back, that goes back to ch childhood, mm -hmm. maybe adolescence mm -hmm. when voices are changing and mm -hmm. it's a scary time and your, your voice is doing things that you had no idea it, it could do, or maybe it sounds like it shouldn't do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I've heard, again, I've heard too many stories of teachers or s people in the past saying, boy, you, you can't sing or that, mm -hmm. that was not good. And that, that's really sad. That's really, that's really kind of frustrating for me to hear. Uh, and I, yeah. And I think if we can realize that part of singing or even just part of life in general is we we're learning as we go and, yeah. and it's not perfect. And I think that's, what's so great about music is it's not perfect and i mean there are aspects that people want to say that it is but you know it it's uh and i think in in the experience with the choir the sound like i said the tones and the different talents that come together to make that music it's just yeah. it's all needed every single one of the of those people in the choir are important to make that sound there's an exercise that you're you're familiar with that I do with the choir every so often. Uh, it's it's a voicing exercise, and it helps me to familiarize myself more with each individual singer, and then start to position people on the risers. And what I'll do is have everyone circle our rehearsal space, and we will sing <clears throat> a specific part of a song, or maybe even an entire song, and I will just go one by one listening to each singer. I'm sure I've done this uh, when you and when you and Dave have been in the choir. Uh, yes. but I know a lot of people get nervous nervous when when this happens. And the reason I bring that up is because, in some ways, I feel like it would be beneficial for each singer to also do that, mm -hmm. to also listen to each person, to take a turn and listen to each person around the room and 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 then think about, you know, I am one piece of this puzzle contributing what I can mm -hmm. and listen to what we can do when we put this all together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so that's the other part about singing, I guess, in music is there's not only the physical part and, and the mental part of what we're doing independently, but there's listening yes. <laughs> to everybody else and then yes. also watching you at the same. And so your brain is really, 
you know, pretty much it's working and it's, and it's having to connect and it's having to memorize. It's, it's got, you know, so for even that aspect of brain health and, and longevity of, of brain health, it's in music is incredible. You're, you're reading my notes, aren't you? I'm that was, sorry. That's my note. That's great. <laughs> that's my, my next point. And Jeremy how, has another point. <laughs> it's well, singing, it, it keeps your brain active and working. And in some ways it helps keep your brain young. Uh, mm -hmm. And it, it helps with mental alertness. Especially yeah. like when you're sight reading, I think we were talking the other day about that first rehearsal and you're oh. sight reading music yeah. and you're really having to work hard, right? You're just staying alert and focused because mm -hmm. you've never, you've never read this music before. If you have, mm -hmm. it's been a, a really long time, mm -hmm. uh, staying, staying alert with your choir members, staying alert to your director yeah. uh, you already mentioned helping with, with stage fright. Mm -hmm. helping with self-confidence. Mm -hmm. There's there's nothing to help that helps self-confidence like stepping on a bright stage with, you know, 80 of your best friends and singing your heart out. Yep. In front of yeah. a packed house. Yeah, and having that and again it is that concept. I know music for me and theater and choir, you know, coming up through childhood with that was just such an incredible experience for me because I am actually pretty shy. I'm actually, I know. No, you're not. I'm actually shy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and music and theater and all of that gives me that opportunity to practice, you know, trying something and, and practicing, putting myself out there and practice. I think, I don't think I'd be able to do this today, what I'm doing here now, you know, without that experience, you know, I'm just practicing to be out there and, and, and learning again, back to the singing part, when you are nervous, the other physicality of that, of that challenge of, you know, keeping that, your, your breath in control. And, yep. you know, for me, playing my flute, keeping those fingers going in the right spot, you know, it's very great, good for your brain, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so so good for your brain. Yeah. Um, th then we move into the the communal aspect, right? Yeah. And we've already talked about kind of this circle of of friends that can grow, that can mm -hmm. also become like a family. And I mm -hmm. I say this about Choir of the Sound. It's mm -hmm. uh, it, it's like a family. The the longevity of the group itself, mm -hmm. but then also just the the members that are the fabric of the group, mm -hmm. fabric of the choir. Uh, they, they really feel that, that cohesion. It can help broaden your communication skills because mm -hmm. you have to learn to communicate in, in new and different ways. You have, to, you have to learn to take direction and communication from a director who most likely is not you know, speaking at you during a, a performance or yeah. may or may not be mouthing the words. Uh, <laughs> it depends if your director is, you know, <laughs> if you have something that you've memorized and you, you need some specific cues, then your mm -hmm. director might help you with those. Um, mm -hmm. And then back to the listening skills. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, listening skills are something that we can all work on. And it is something that we don't all pay enough attention to. Um mm -hmm. The, the, the art or maybe, uh, I don't know, the, the idea of listening not only to my voice, like 
how I sound in my head, how I sound even out here, but what feedback am I getting from my singer on this side and my neighbor on this side, or even maybe even my neighbor up here or my neighbor back here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And yeah. so are you singing in sections? Are you singing with the, the same voice types? Are you singing mixed? Because those are two very different experiences right there. Yes. And yes. two different listening experiences. Yeah. And I love that aspect is that, <clears throat> you know, you, we can all go and, and sing on our own and, 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 um, you know, be independent and not have to worry about listening. And so that's the other great part is it really, again, your, your brain's having to really work to make all of this happen. And, and, you know, if we don't engage that listening part, you know, you as a director know what that's like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. For the, for the choir member who does not engage the listening part as well as mm -hmm. the, the, the phonating, the singing part, <laughs> that that person can become very obvious very quickly, yeah. right? <laughs> or, or we're not watching. This is another fun one. Um, it, you know, if you never get a solo and you want one, just don't look at the director for the cutoff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's a pretty surefire way to make I it happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, some some other benefits of this kind of communal singing is you can potentially travel together. Um, yes. I know we've experienced that with a, a tour um, to was it Southern Germany, Austria, and Czech Republic. Yeah, it was wonderful. Three, three years ago, mm -hmm. and we got to learn. Uh, we got to sing with some of the choirs over there and got to learn mm -hmm. some of their tradition and history, mm -hmm. which is, you know, uh, years and decades beyond what we know here yeah. uh, in the United States. Yeah. It was an um, eye opener. I, I loved that trip. It was phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. me too. I, I think of that trip so fondly all the time. Mm -hmm. There's uh, at, at the very beginning, I was talking about singing, helping to regulate our heart rates. And there, there has been a, a study done that points to the fact that singers together on, a ri on, on risers, or at least, you know, in close proximity, can actually sync up their heart rates as they are singing together. Because if you think about it, it's, you know, singing is very rhythmic. Mm -hmm. it, it's melodic, but it, it's very rhythmic. And that, that moment of breath, right? Right before we sing, there's the thought and then there's the breath. You think about breathing and you breathe. And we all do this simultaneously, ideally simultaneously, <laughs> just like we ideally all sing simultaneously. <laughs> but that can actually lead to hearts beating together. And what I think uplifts singing above every other form of music um, is, is not only that, but once you take this, this aspect of community coming together, uh, and I was talking to you about this the other day, we go to uh, a movie theater, right? I, I think non-pandemic, non-COVID times. We go to a movie theater. We might go to uh, a ball game right? A baseball game, a football game. We might go to a rock concert. And 
you know, at a rock concert, there might be some singing to a degree, but it's, it's nothing compared to what happens when we come together as a community and everyone lifts their voice together. Mm -hmm. Everyone contributes their own personal instrument. Mm -hmm. There's, there's something, um, you know, there, there are endorphins that are, that are released and that, that just rise. And when you experience that together, it truly is a mountaintop experience. I, I know you know this. Absolutely. I I think about it and um, um, you know, after you and I talked the other night was again, you know, how we go as a group from the sight reading, the challenging, the brain is struggling, the voice is trying to figure out what note, and you know, and it's just disorienting. And we wonder how are we ever, ever gonna get this to to come together and then as it gets closer and closer and and uh, you know before the before our performances and still we're bringing things together and then it's time for the concert and then it all just comes together and then you're just yes your endorphins are just it's just like that again you know me speaking personal trainer endorphins from physical activity endorphins from that the body can give you back and yeah with singing with a group and just being able to perform like that there's nothing like it and it yeah because because you could say you know there's i don't want to say this um there's always the behind the scenes that we don't see you know, all the work that someone puts in, all the time and, you know, efforts to make something happen. And so that person, you know, all of us coming together as a group like that. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And the brain loves endorphins. <laughs> so. Yes. yes, And we know this, right? Yeah. We know this. We know when we go work out, the, yep. the brain loves that. Your body loves yep. it. Your body feels good. Yeah. And so like life and like with anything, you're going to have days that are harder to sing days, harder music. That's harder than you've ever done, but you work, you know, you fight through that and, you know, and, and you learn and your brain's always learning and you're physically having to get set for something. And especially some of the, the classical stuff we've been able to do physically, physically hard work. It's pretty incredible. So, you know, yeah, and, and you can leave a, a concert, I mean, just completely wiped, completely, you know, drenched in sweat, Yeah. Uh, whether it's from the stage lights or the amount of work that you're exerting to, to, to sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you often will ride that endorphin and emotional high mm-hmm. for quite some time yes. because you've experienced this with yeah. your friends and with your family. Yeah. Yeah. So I should ask you, you know, what, how would you recommend? I know we, we have people from the Seattle area that will see this, but there'll be people from all over that will eventually see this or, or hear the podcast. But, but um, again, I know there's community organizations, but what are some ways that people could, you know, if they haven't been singing and they want to get back into it, or they've never sung, how would you recommend they get started? And um, yeah. Yeah, go for that's, that's a great question. There's there's so many potential avenues. Um, right now, I would say, uh, you know, online virtual is the best access point for for most of us because that's that's really all that 
is available for a lot of us, at least to do safely. Um, someone I would highly recommend, and I, I was just uh, using some of her YouTube videos last night with Choir of the Sound. Uh, her name is Kathleen Hansen, and she directs the San Diego Women's Chorus. And she has a, a channel on YouTube of, of tons of videos, uh, vocal exercises, uh, going into some more detail about specific musical terminology, music theory, uh, but just lots of uh, videos for exercises, especially, and to be able to help people warm up and, and use their voice in a healthy way. She does a great job of explaining how we can use our voices in a healthy way. So there are a lot of, um, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, material out there on, on the internet. Mm -hmm. So I want to be sure to point to someone that, oh. you know, I can say absolutely check, check this person out. Thank you. Um, so, so Kathleen would get one of my top recommendations. And then I would say, start, start local. You know, once we can get back to in-person singing, if you are a person of faith, you know, find if your church has a choir, most of them are volunteer, which means you show up and you're in the choir. Uh, I can't speak to every single one, but that's mm -hmm. a that's a great place to potentially get started. In the Seattle area specifically, we have this great organization that I'm able to volunteer for called the Greater Seattle Choral Consortium. And I know that these consortiums exist around the country, and a lot of them maintain a database of choirs. Um, the one with uh, the Seattle Consortium is called a Choir Finder. And a lot of Choir of the Sound current members have found us using this Choir Finder. You can enter different parameters and find a choir that's you know within five miles of my house or mm -hmm. performs specific repertoire, right? Uh, another way would simply be to, um, to, to sing wherever you are, wherever you feel comfortable. So for a lot of us, that's in the shower. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, that's in the car, right? We're, we're singing to our, some of our favorite songs on the radio. The, the, what I would caution against in that, though, is that when you're in the car, you're not always in the best posture to sing, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so it's easy for your focus to, and I'm pointing to my, my throat and my larynx right. here, but it's easy for your focus to ascend, I should say, back up here when it should be down here towards your, your core and your abdomen where the, where the mm -hmm. breath originates. Mm -hmm. So those would be kind of some, some uh, entry points, different entry points for different people. And uh, if, if you want to um, give my information out, I'm, I'm more than happy to connect people to opportunities to sing because there, there are a lot. And um, I, I was just looking at this Chorus America study in that the percentage of Americans singing uh, back in 2008 was only 14%. And we were really excited when this study came out 10 years later to see that it had increased by 3%, which means we're still only at 17% of Americans are singing in the choir. Mm -hmm. And I would love to see that number be closer to 25, maybe even 30% mm -hmm. because singing has so many benefits and it, it can change your life. It can, it really can. And, you know, and, and coming back to, um, 
all the aspects that I mentioned, you know, before about the the life radar, you know, we're talking about health, joy, spirituality, relationships, creativity, social life, career, education, it, it, singing in a choir, if, honestly affects all of those things, Yeah, you know, impacts all of those things. And so that's one thing I just love about that the whole aspect and, and um, it's a, uh, yeah, it, like you said, it's just, it's much more than, than notes on a, on a sheet of paper coming out of someone's mouth. Yeah. It, it, it's much bigger than that. So yeah. much bigger than that. It, yeah. it, it truly makes you a more rounded person. Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. I think of all the you know people that I wouldn't know. Yeah. You know, that I'd be missing out on, you know, right. in my life. And then just the experiences that that it offers, like we talked about, you know, and yeah. So so my thought is, you know, we we are in the, you know, hopefully towards the end of a pandemic. But if you've ever thought you wanted to sing, check out that website that Jeremy mentioned, you know, and and try some exercises, leave judgment at the door. Yeah. You know, leave yep. judgment. We have, we have to start there. Absolutely. Yeah. Leave it at the door and, and, and just let that voice out. <laughs> so anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. So anything more that you would like to add be before we, we end the broadcast. Yeah, I would right along with what you were just saying, Tracy. Um, be bold and, and leave leave the judgment at the door. Because remember that the voice is the most personal instrument you're ever going to engage with, mm -hmm. more so than anything you're ever going to play with your hands, or you know, a wind instrument you're going to press to your lips, or a string instrument you're going to play and set against your shoulder. Your, your voice goes with you everywhere. And mm -hmm. it can be used for such amazing and great things. And it can it can absolutely change your life. So this is the time. This is the time to be bold. Start now. And once in-person singing is, is safe again, find a choir. Join up. Sing. Sing. I love <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, gosh, Jeremy, thanks so much for being on with with me this evening. I've really appreciated you taking the time. I know you're really busy. And, and so for you to take this time is really means a lot to me. And um, everyone, um, we have to say goodbye. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tracy. I, I really appreciate this because I know how, how important singing is to you and your family. And yeah. uh, just to be able to highlight this means so much. Yes. Oh, thanks so much. So Jeremy, don't go anywhere. Everyone okay. else, um, we will see you next week. Have a fantastic um, Tuesday evening and we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks everybody. Hello. I hope you enjoyed this recent podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Be sure to seek professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional, as this podcast is not a substitute for their professional care. Be sure to seek out a qualified medical practitioner that is right for you. 
And be sure to create a supportive team of licensed and certified care practitioners, health coaches, and trainers that can help you make the lifestyle changes you desire.